here for another wonderful episode of the Divergence Podcast. Host here, Keddy. And it's me. And crazy to think that we're almost at the one year anniversary. We definitely do want to do a video for the one year stuff. Uh, I got some statues and figures to show off. Um, we should probably decorate for it though. Yeah, it probably wouldn't hurt. I mean, this place isn't really ours at the moment, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll happen, it'll happen. We gotta put our flair on it. Yeah. I mean, aside from that, we got plenty uh, to converse about today. I don't know, should we start with the usual or I don't know. Actually, you look very calm we are, especially for someone who just murdered a bird. I did not murder the bird. It was there when I pulled it. Oh, yeah. Conveniently placed under the wheel of your car. I'm being framed. <laughs> How? I don't know, but I, I swear it was dead when I got here. I pull up and I and I pull up next to uh, B's car and I get out and I'm like, is that a bird? And I just realized, I'm like, oh my God, he ran over a bird. It was there when I got here. Yeah. A bird just landed there with tire marks on it already. Yeah. All the time. They do that all the time. Yeah. Birds love tires. That bird was looking too fresh to be there for a while. Too fresh. I don't know how fresh a dead bird can look, but whatever. It wasn't know. me. Now, clearly, you have some aggressiveness towards that bird because that response was not me mm-hmm. that bird was not the word yeah uh aside from that i don't know do you have music for us today or uh I, I i have not been bumping anything today but i do have the show because uh they just started airing the last season of disenchanted on netflix um if you don't know disenchanted it is made by matt grinding the same guy who did the simpsons and futurama this is his kind of foray into fantasy and stuff like that. Why did I think this was that Disney movie with Amy Adams? No, not Disenchantment. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is Disenchantment. I'm actually kind of blanking now, and you're really making me second guess myself. I'm looking it up as we speak, just so I can make sure I'm recommending it. I mean, you're right probably show. right. Uh, it is just Disenchantment. I was wrong. Disenchanted is the Disney movie. Yeah. Disenchantment is the show. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the same voice actors you know and love from Futurama and stuff like that. Uh, Billy West, uh, John DiMaggio, everything like that. Uh, and this is the first time I've really seen him stick to like a storyline throughout the entirety of the series. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's not as hilarious as his other stuff, but like I'm appreciating it for what it is. He's doing it a little bit more story driven. Um, but I like it. But this is the last season. It's yeah, off. I mean, there's, there's only so much you can do. If you have a story to tell, it's like point A to point B. You can't really. Yeah, and it kind of feels it. like they've already stretched it quite a bit. If you've watched any of it at all, uh, they kind of really are dancing around getting to the bottom of things. No, it's probably Netflix be like, can you like make this go longer kind of thing? I don't know. I feel like that's what it is. Yeah, but I mean, I think he was just kind of doing this to kill time until he got the um, Futurama reboot kicked off on Hulu and stuff like that. And now that it's going relatively swimmingly, uh, he's got no reason to have this other project going right now. All right. That's my assumption anyways. I don't know. I mean, it's the same crew working on both shows essentially, so. Pretty much. Might as well just focus on the the tried and true. I would hope you have more than one crew, but you never know. Yeah, true. I mean, he's definitely got a different crew from like The Simpsons to this, but Futurama's currently going and as actually putting out decent content unlike the simpsons i don't know i'm somehow they're still on the air i don't know what they're doing at this point (laughs) i'm surprised they have not run that show into the ground but whatever i don't know as for me uh because of bob's burger i went back and started rewatching archer nice that is also airing their final season currently so so i was just like let me catch up on everything again because i think i fell off uh when was it when he went to a coma i guess that is also when i fell off is right when he woke up 
There was that, and then I don't know. They couldn't, and then when I started watching again, they had to like change the name to their spy company because they couldn't call it ISIS anymore for obvious reasons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what reasons are those, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot about that show. It was fucking phenomenal while while it was fresh and everything like that. But I feel like that's another one of those shows where it kind of ran longer than it needed to. But I love it. I love anything H. John Benjamin's involved in. That man's voice is amazing. So that and Bob's Burgers, I can listen to him talk all day. Nice. Very nice. Uh, but that's all I have for recommendations right now. I don't want to overwhelm you all, people. I True. Think there's, there's more I can throw in, but i got to sparse it out. Otherwise, I will <laughs> not have anything to say, and uh, my uh, Keddy will threaten to fire me, as always. So I don't know. Got to keep a few in the chamber. I was like writing the name already on the severance sheet. <laughs> Handing me on pink slips. Uh, but I guess to move over here, to move over on to the meat and potatoes. Meat <laughs> and potatoes. And that is, we're starting off here with a One Piece live action review. I, wait, did you watch it all? Did you watch any of it? Uh, yes, I'm uh, I'm most of the way through the first episode, and I already like it a lot. Wait, so you only saw one episode? Yes, I'm. Goddamn it! I I, I I did catch up to the to the anime though, uh, <laughs> just the other night. I finally caught up to everything. Saw Gear Five. I have thoughts on that, but. Let me bring out those. Right let me now. bring out those pink slips again. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, no, no. The the One Piece live action is awesome. I, I really enjoy it. The characters are really well done. Everyone looks spot on. Uh, Helmeppo is the biggest little shit I've ever seen in my life, and I want to <laughs> fucking bitch slap the taste out of his mouth, which is what you want for that character. So that's oh, good. Yeah. Um, the CGI, I'm not the biggest fan of, but for what it is, it's doing just fine. I'm not expecting like Avatar levels of CGI here or anything like that. Well, yeah, that's also because Avatar took like 10 years to develop. Exactly. Like the, the, for what it is, it's great. I mean, it's already, you know, based off a cartoon where you kind of have to suspend disbelief in order to actually fully enjoy. So, you know, enjoy it for what it is. But the characters themselves are amazing. The live action fighting is crazy good. Uh, Zoro is amazing. The the few snippets I've seen of Sanji and like other parts and stuff like that. Uh, also awesome. So, you know, what's funny about that, though, the, the actors who portray Zoro and Sanji, I guess they there was one stunt where um, the Zoro actor Makenyu he couldn't do the stunt, so he had a stunt he had a stunt double do it for him. And then the guy who plays Sanji was saying, "Like, oh, I can do all of my stunts on my own." And then that, that spurred him. He's like, That's "You know what? The I'm greatest thing I've own. ever heard." <laughs> and then Makenyu was just like, "You know what? From here on out, I'm doing all my own stunts." They casted the two people so perfectly. <laughs> like they're already butting heads, Sanji and Zoro. That's I love that. So, yeah, and then, I don't know, I've been watching a lot of behind-the-scenes videos of the cast, and, like, these people are their characters. Like, you can see the guy, Taz, the guy who plays Sanji, he's, like, definitely, like, a chef. I don't know how he chopped those fucking carrots and onions so fast for, like, a demonstration. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. Yeah, he, and to see them, like, training behind the scenes, like, him him especially training for, like, the kicking scenes and stuff like that, like, he went full-on into the martial arts and everything like that. Yeah. And as a former Taekwondo student yourself... Uh, I can definitely appreciate that because that's not fucking easy at all. It definitely is not. And a lot of good training was in there for all of it, especially, uh, again, Zorak to McKenyu because, like, back in Japan, he got to be a common writer. He was, like, a stunt doubles for a bunch of Super Sentai shows. So it's nice. like he finally got to display all that. Yeah, that's so cool. It's it's very, like, Johnny Young Bosch finally getting his time to shine and stuff like that, too. So it's it's good to see those people who are, you know, up and coming finally get their, their shot at the limelight and – it seems like they're doing a great job with it, so I'm I'm very excited to keep watching it and see where it takes me. 
Like really, only one episode. What the hell? I, I, I was watching it at work today. It was a hell of a day. Oh my we were short god! Short like a motherfucker. So I. I what didn't... is this last minute shit? <laughs> Listen, man. I I had priorities, and that was catching up on the anime. I finally did it. Now I can move on with the rest of my life. This was a podcast assignment. Oh my god! It was. You see what I deal with here, people. It was. I I was doing other assignments as well. <laughs> but uh, overall, like I I did love it. The energy of the first episode. Uh, like what the energy it had was very uh what's the word contagious yes love how inaki portrays uh, portrays luffy he's so fun he's so free-spirited i do have to agree with oda that he is luffy i don't know if you've seen the interview yeah where with oda and inaki mm-hmm. basically like inaki was in tears and i was just like i'd be in tears too. it was like i had the one dude who created this character telling me i'm him yeah exactly i i think they did a really good job of casting actual fans as well as people who were like really close already to their characters like we already said zoro and sanji head like butting heads already so perfect garp immediately so awesome to watch yeah. uh, they gave him like a really thick scottish accent which i wasn't expecting but <laughs> i really enjoyed it because that kind of feels right for garp you know what i mean he looks like a sean connery kind of guy at first i thought i was like i was like is that an australian accent i was like nah i was like is it maybe scottish but then once you're, i kept hearing, you're I bad like, with like, accents too because <laughs> well I didn't pick up the Scottish accent until he kept talking more, and I'm like, okay, he is definitely Scottish. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are British in it. A lot of people are Scottish in it. It's not the accents I was expecting, but I very much enjoy it. That's definitely true. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's perfect. It was really fun to watch, and I'm excited to finish the rest of the season. Yeah. The arcs were condensed into a singular episode, uh, but it wasn't all predictable. There's definitely new scenes and action sequences made for the live action adaption. So the story isn't one for one with the manga and anime, basically. Which is good because you it's already out there as a manga. It's already out there as an anime. We don't need a live action thing showing us the exact same thing. So I'm glad they did deviate from this, like the true yeah. story. There were some good parts, but those are some parts I was just like, this isn't kind of necessary. Like for me, over, I think the one thing that kind of like bothered me a little bit was the Garp, the Garp storyline. It, I felt like it wasn't needed. It just, I don't know. They they revealed, like, well, obviously there's going to be spoilers for you already because they already revealed that uh, Garp is, Groofy's, is uh, Luffy's grandpa, like, in the fourth episode, I want to say. Yeah, and you usually don't get that until after You don't water get that seven. until Water 7. Yeah. yeah so. so it's like a big, I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, so they're, they're really streamlining these things. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's fine. It's fine. It's a thousand episodes. They can play with the order all they want yeah there's that but there's also uh and for uh, nami's backstory and for coco village um nobody in her village knew that she was getting money to buy the village bags so they just plain hated her just because they she joined arlong's crew which i felt like kind of like took away from the relationships that she had with her village yeah because they all wanted to help her so bad but they, they couldn't they had to put up the front that they hated her so she can keep continuing be motivated to get the money to help them free themselves yeah yeah, there's definitely some things they changed motivations behind the characters, but overall, I think it's it's good. It's it's a breath of fresh air. You're not seeing the same story over and over again because that just gets tiring. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm happy they're mixing things. These up. these are just personal preferences of mine. I'm by no ways bashing on it. It's just like this stuff that I didn't I didn't like, but I still enjoyed the experience overall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, but for the sets and pirate ships, uh, those were incredible. Like Dude, I can't they believe they so good. They actually built those ships, and I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, that's wild. And, <clears throat> like, the art style they use for the posters oh, yeah. looks really cool, and it kind of almost plays into the thing we're going to talk about later, too. But, yeah, just the Easter eggs galore. They're dropping so much, like, information on us that's just 
it's really cool to see it if you're already a fan of the show. But also for people who aren't fans of the show, like like my mom's watching it now and she's loving it. <laughs> and she, yeah, she was telling me she was watching the show about pirates. And I was like, are you watching the One Piece live action? She's like, is that what that is? And I was like, that's exactly what that is. No, I, I do love the interactions the characters have with their wanted posters. Yeah, they're very fun. Very they're fun. They're really good. They're, they, yeah, the guy who plays Shanks was born to play Shanks. The guy who plays Mihawk is Mihawk. Oh, straight up. They make him look so good, too. Because, like, just seeing the picture of Shanks, like, initially when they were, like, doing all the, like, hey, here's what's coming and stuff like that. Like, I hadn't heard him speak or I haven't seen him act or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, like, I don't know if he really looks that much like Shanks. They just kind of put a red wig on him. But then once he starts talking, you're just like, boom, that's exactly what Shanks would be. Yeah. And then the guy who plays Captain Kuro, oof, wait until you get to that episode. That guy nails it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm excited because I've been hearing everyone say that. And I'm, like, best, very like, excited to get into it breakout character of the season right there that guy stole the show word okay cool yeah. i'm excited real good yeah if you're if you've been considering watching it at all all right let me ask you this then do you think this is the a good way for somebody to get into one piece for the first time or do you think they should go through uh, manga or anime first uh i think if they want to be in like get the gist of it i think this would be a good introduction for them because it does condense and give them like the kind of like what's the cliff notes of yeah cliff, cliff notes of everything and then if they want to go back and watch uh the anime they totally can um i know tali was very appreciative that it made her watch all the east blue arc and like part of um the second arc i, I don't want to say the alabasta arc because we haven't gotten to alabasta yet although i'm excited when, when that does happen because alabasta is a really good arc. it is a good arc uh but right now we just i don't know if we're finishing up little garden we're like going at a snail's pace for that right now nice uh but yeah she was very appreciative because just like if i didn't watch this half first and watching all this I was like i would have been very confused it definitely helps to know what you're getting into but it's also really daunting and a lot of people aren't going to want to watch a thousand episodes or read like 1200 chapters of something so i think this is a really good way to dip your toes in and see if it's if like getting to know these characters is worth it so yeah. I think that's. I think this is good overall for them. Yeah, I also was. I was also like kind of irked by the way they pronounce Barati because they say Baratier, and I'm just yeah, like, that's not. Nah, it's Barati. French. It's Baratier. Yeah, but they say Barati in Japanese. That's what that how they say it. So I'm just like, if that's how they say it, that's how I'm gonna say it. Well, they Frenched it up. Nah, I didn't. I was. I didn't like it. I was just like, it's like it's Barati. They, they Frenched it, man. There's a there's like a second e in there. It's like where do you get Baratier? I e. That's how the French would pronounce it. Nah, I don't think. And so. it is a French restaurant. Is it? Because Zeph is definitely Swedish. Mm, I don't know. Pretty sure he's Swedish. I don't know about that. I'll give it to you, but I don't care that much. He looks awesome, too. I can't wait to get to him. Yeah, he's really... Yeah, that guy does a good job. Good. But I also like watching. I'm just like, how has there not been a floating restaurant in the ocean yet? Uh, That sounds like a nightmare. That's why. I mean, not in, like, in the middle of a fucking ocean like that, but I mean, just out in the sea like that like you know? i mean there's gotta be something like that off the coast of like some sort of bahama village or something like that i mean hopefully some you tourist would, trap yeah i mean i told tali i was like i was like it could it's there probably is one or there could be one but it's not going to serve the purpose that the one like the we the body deserves where it will serve any literally anybody where in real world they'll just cater to the rich people i mean that's who's going there so yes that's how that's how commerce works unfortunately eh, no nah, is better they serve anybody long live capitalism <laughs> uh but yeah uh, acting wise like i said i love the majority of the cast uh buggy was very much larger than life and full of energy and jealousy uh i think he was also a really good breakout character he definitely had 
more interactions with Luffy than he did from his introduction all the way up until we saw him again in Impel Down. Yes, uh, he's he's kind of like a written off character that suddenly becomes really important. But if it looks like in this one, they kind of make him a lot more of an actual like mainstay character. Yeah, there was a lot of little little things about his powers though that I noticed. Like one when he in the manga and the anime, uh, in order for Buggy to activate his powers, his feet always have to be planted on the ground. Yes. But in the live action, he actually sends like a flying kick over to Zoro. And I'm just like, I think he can launch his foot, but then like it's still got to like land. No, his his feet are the only thing that don't ever become part of it. They always have to be planted. Weird. Which is funny because you don't learn about that until Impel Down. Because they don't explain that at all in in, like the first encounter with him. Is, Is Impel Down really only the second time you see Buggy? Yeah, I mean, obviously, besides, like, his little side adventures where he's, like... Yes, he does do that when he goes to the, um, what's the little guy who's stuck in the treasure chest? Uh, Gaimon? Yeah, when he when he runs into Gaimon and uh, there is no treasure. For the manga, that's only, like, little cover chapters here. Yeah, like, exactly. here, there. But, obviously, I, I did appreciate that they animated that in the anime. But, aside from that, like, Buggy is not introduced into the main storyline up until Impel Down. Which is cool. I love him. Uh, I'm excited to see how they do a lot of different characters. Bon Clay... That's going to be super exciting. Uh, Ivankov. If they, if they actually are able to do the entire series, like there's so many characters I can't wait to see. I'm interested in how they're going to do Chopper. I'm, I was they, also are, thinking really hard about Chopper the other day. Like, how are they going to do Zoan fruit, fruit users? <clears throat> like, they could do, like, you know how they do Sweet Tooth, uh, the kid with the antlers? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, because they don't have to make him 100% reindeer-ish, but then, like, he has so many transformations that, like, I don't know how they're going to do it. But I also didn't know how they were going to do Arlong. And they did Arlong kind of basically. I didn't love the way he looked, but like... I think he looks great. I, I, he's just not imposing enough for me. Well, because I, obviously in the trailer, they made him look human-sized. But in the show, he's actually... They, like, I guess, enhanced him to look bigger than everybody Okay, cool. Else. So I haven't gotten there in the show yet. I'm just basing this off of trailers then. But then there's other things like uh, Big Mom, like any giant, like... Well, there's a lot of characters that I'm like, okay, once you get there, that's how the hell are you going to do that? That's if we get there. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, I hope they thought this through all the way because there's a lot of things that aren't about to make sense. Um, well, no, because season two can be uh, Alabasta. Season three can be Skypea. But speaking of Alabasta, uh, Vivi's duck. <laughs> Karoo? I, I would love to see how they pull that off. That, that sounds could, really fun. That could be a practical effect. You just need a puppeteer. That'd be awesome if they did that. Honestly, if they go practical for for the big like characters and animals like that, that could be really fun. Yeah, that which it sounds like something they would do too, because it seems like they really. That's not very fun. hard to do. You could just have the puppeteer and like their legs be Carew's legs, but then like use CGI to like emote the face or anything. Okay, I would l- I would like to see how they do that. There you go, One Piece. Hire me. I will get you guys on board. <laughs> well, like they made one season and they're just like, what are we gonna do with the rest? Well, season two is already written. It's already set. It's ready to be filmed. They're just not going to start filming until the WGA uh, strikes a deal. Yeah, if however long that's going to be. Do you hear everyone's roasting Aaron Paul? Or is it Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad? Yeah, what about him? Uh, Because he was like, yeah, I don't make a dime from uh, our show being the most, like, one of the most popular shows on Netflix. And, like, half the audience is like, oh, no, a rich person's not making more money. And then the other half of the people are like, yeah, that's the point. If he's not making money, imagine all of these other smaller actors that the strike is actually for. Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, you guys are really misinterpreting this message here. But yeah, dude, Netflix, pay your goddamn people. Like, 
you're going to jack up prices every three months and then not put that into the people who are actually like earning you that money. Instead, you're just going to make 75 bullshit Hallmark movies that have no business on any platform. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Do you remember the heyday of Netflix? When <laughs> if you just sneezed on a script, they would make it. Like, no, they, they would make anything into a Netflix series or movie. They or really like did during those days. But, I mean, that's probably why they're in the hole so much. Because they're just like, you guys greenlit everything. Dude, so. It just it fascinates me, like, how someone can make such a bad decision like that. Just greenlighting any piece of crap that just wanders off the street. Yeah. And now we're in this uh, creative mess. But, hey, One Piece is here to save it. Hopefully. I mean, great, great, great first season overall. It was only eight episodes. I mean, they're like about an hour... Yeah, about an hour each, I would say. Yeah. I would say out of all the acting actors for the Straw Hat crew, uh, typical to their strength is like Usopp was probably the weakest one. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to him. Usopp. I I did hear that as well, but I also just heard it's because like he's not really like focused on enough. So like he doesn't really have a lot of opportunity to shine. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's just how he delivers his line. I, I don't know what it is. It's like I see Usopp. But I don't feel Usopp. Right. Okay. I'll let you know how I feel about it when I get there. Maybe they'll tweak things up in season two. We'll see. Uh, but another thing that Talia pointed out to me was also that the Zora actor, McKenyu, could be Batman in Batman Beyond. And I think McKenyu would be a good Terry McGinnis. Absolutely. Isn't Terry yeah. McGinnis half Asian? I mean, technically, yeah. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. I think he's like, I don't know if he's half Vietnamese or something like that. Some, yeah, it's, yeah. He's, one of the, he's just half Asian. I don't think they ever elaborated on that. I could see that. He would be really yeah. good at that. I mean, he's nailed the brooding. He's got the imposing figure and his line delivery. Now, really, now that Logan Lerman's me. too old. <laughs> too old and uh, isn't he like hurt? Is he hurt? I don't know. Wait, no. What's the other guy? Maze Runner. From what? From Maze Runner. That the guy. That's the guy that got Dylan hurt. Dylan O'Brien? Yes. That's the dude that got injured. He got hurt? hurt. What, you, what, what happened to him? Yeah, he, he like injured his back very like severely during the oh, last Maze Runner movie. That they, I they had to stop production for a while. That... Explains why I haven't seen him in anything in a while. Also, because I do not follow Dylan O'Brien. No, 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 me either. So yeah, I just know that name because my ex was obsessed with the, the Teen Wolf show. So I happen to know about him. Ah, I don't even know he was in Teen Wolf. Yeah, he was the friend, Jazz or something like that. Damn, who the fuck wasn't in Teen Wolf at this point? I wait, who was in Teen Wolf? I don't know. You have Tyler Holchlin who plays Superman. Yes, he was, he was. That's the only one I know of. You have the guy from Red that played Red Arrow and Arrow. Oh, yeah, he was not Teen Wolf. He's such a Teen Wolfy looking kid, too. Uh, who else? I don't know. There's a bunch of actors I just found out recently were in Teen Wolf, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, Teen Wolf was weird. I also... Was Darren it. Chris in Teen Wolf? Who? Darren Chris. Dude, I don't know who any of these people <laughs> are. <laughs> I, I, I watched it against my will, much like the Twilight movies, but I just remember hating Teen Wolf because I was like, this is so the polar opposite of what the actual Teen Wolf movies are. <laughs> and then they came out with the fucking Archie show. What was it called? Riverdale. Riverdale. And I'm like, well, now we're just completely off the reservation at this point. <laughs> None of it makes sense. And just to hell with anything. So, uh, But I guess to move on over here. Uh... The Transformers will return after these messages. What are we drinking today? More Teen Wolf rants. Oh, my God. You know, like how I do. What are we drinking? Give me a crack. That crack ain't whack, folks. That's going to be my new catchphrase. I actually hope it's not. So, uh, as much as I hate to say it, pumpkin spice season is upon us. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I know, right? 
not B is making me drink it in beer form now. I'm not making you drink it. First of all, I gave you the choice between two beers, and you chose this one. I didn't know you get pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin beer. That's what I said. So if that wasn't clue for you enough, folks, we're drinking a pumpkin beer. It is New Belgium's Atomic Pumpkin Spicy Release is what it's called. Um, I don't really taste a lot of pumpkin, which is fine by me, because I've only ever had like one good pumpkin beer in my life, and that was Pumpkin by... I forgot who yeah that's what i thought you were gonna get no no we did not we don't we didn't have that this year or at least not at our store but our store is small so other stores might have it and like i don't i mean like pumpkin is fine i have like one a year just so i can say i had a pumpkin beer so this will probably be my last pumpkin beer of the season unless another one surprises the hell this is like you're drinking an apple turnover donut yeah it does taste kind of like that it's kind of got because it's spiced um not to be too much like pumpkin spice but like it does actually have a bit of a spice to it um, not a strong one or anything like that. Not like an El Chavo or something like that. Hmm. But it's it's cool. I I would not drink this all the time, but it's the first and last people. Yeah, I would I would have this maybe twice in a season or something like that. If I if I was at a bar, I would order one and then switch to something else. Um, this is probably going to be the only six pack I buy all season. I don't dislike it. It's just it's not really doing anything for me. Hmm. It, it's kind of enjoyable. I would definitely recommend trying it at least once just to see. Obviously, you have a few friends get a six-pack and split it amongst yourselves because drinking an entire six-pack uh, sounds kind of like a challenge at this point because yeah. this, this is already kind of giving me like heart, heartburn and just kind of <laughs> like, um, I don't know. But it's 6.4%, so like it packs enough of a wallop that like you know I'll feel it pretty easily, um, especially as my meds have made my alcohol tolerance super freaking low. But um, but yeah. brought his murdering intentions very high. Okay, leave the bird alone. Okay, it's <laughs> it was dead before I got here. <laughs> I I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, officer. I swear. Mm-hmm. That's what they all say. <laughs> I didn't kill the bird, your officer, sir. This is a public indecency charge. Well, I didn't kill the bird, sir. This is a Wendy's, <laughs> sir. This is a Wendy's. Well, then where's my goddamn nuggets? They're on their way. They're coming fresh hey. from the birdie kill. From, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put that together till now. Uh, but yeah, Atomic Pumpkin from New Belgium. It's definitely got a spice to it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, right. It's it's interesting. It's like between like a like ooh spice, like a pumpkin spice, and like an actual kind of like spiciness. Like definitely not much, but like is this what pumpkin spice lattes taste like? I don't know. I don't know. I don't drink coffee. That's true. You don't. I don't drink pumpkin spice stuff because I'm a man. All uh, right. Well, you got to go try it now. I kind of think I want to now. Just, oh just, just to get... It, it is like my duty as a white person to have at least one pumpkin spice. I mean, you do what you got to do. I might try one. Right. I might try one. one right. I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether or not I want to do a sober October, and that might be one of the ones that I get. Actually, no, because I don't want to give you coffee. I don't know what coffee is going to do to you at this point. I don't know either. You, like, don't... Oh, no, you have a lot of Coke. You have, like, caffeine. Mm. But, like, not coffee. I just found out recently that Diet Coke has more caffeine than regular Coke. I don't, I don't drink, I feel like Diet Coke's way worse for you than regular Coke, so. Uh, Diet Coke is disgusting as well, but I know a lot of people who are like, are like, well, I gotta have my Diet Coke, and I think maybe that's because it's got more caffeine, and caffeine is the single most addictive substance on the planet, so. Yeah, it could be. So I think, uh, I think that, I think I'm onto something here. I see what you're doing, Diet Coke, making your know. shitty product sell better <laughs> by pumping it full of chemicals. My brother says Diet Coke is better, and I'm just like, hell no. I'm like, drink water. Well, your brother's a psychopath as well. So drink what the drink hell? water. What the hell kind of opinion is that, Rich? Absolutely not, sir. Anyways, though, moving on to, that is, our next topic. 
<laughs> yes, it is. Just I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> you're like you're like stunned by my rambling. I really am. I I've, I have. Uh, Good thing I cut that out. <laughs> I, yeah, there you go. I forget you can control everything. You can make uh, me sound dumber and you sound smarter. I mean, not I mean, that you have to try too hard to do that. I mean, there's a lot of episodes where I use that porky bit. So listen here, you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> you just, just make it too because easy. I I hate you. Now return to the Transformers. X-Men 97 has been delayed to premiere now in spring 2024. But don't expect the traditional 2D animation. They're actually going to be doing the same style as Marvel's What If. But animators are saying it translates better because these models are based off 2D characters and they're not based off actual actors' faces. I can see how this would go well, but I also hate the What If animation style. So I could see how this could look good as like a comic book come to life kind of a deal. And like when I mentioned the the wanted posters in One Piece earlier, they very yeah. much have that style of kind of like the what if universe, but it looks better. So if they can do it more like that or even just more like a like if you've ever seen like a YouTube video of like a, a live comic or something like that, if they can do it like that, that'll look great. But like. Just having them say that it's going to look like the what if animation style worries me a little bit because I think what if is like the ugliest thing. I mean, I think when they used original characters that weren't from the movies, it looked it looked good. Like, uh, what was it? Why am I Vision Ultron looking dude? Like it was Ultron, but it Vision's body okay. and all that. That looked pretty cool. I think all that all that stuff it does work, but when they're based off actors, actual actors, it kind of doesn't look because like they're trying their best to model off the actors' face, but it doesn't always translate. But and I think, if anything, this is probably going to look like a Marvel versus Capcom 3 kind of thing, like video game models. Yeah, I was also kind of thinking like that. So, I mean, as, as long as they can make it look halfway decent, I'm a happy camper. But I'm also just really excited to get X-Men stuff back, man. I've been yeah. kind of getting into like um, X-Men a little bit more lately. I've been seeing like a lot of random TikToks with like deep dive lore on X-Men and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, X-Men's amazing. And, yeah, apparently like, Beast is a villain now. Yeah, apparently, like, uh, Hank just goes off, like, off the deep end for a while. And I haven't been caught up with, like, an X-Men yeah, series. Off the in a deep long end, time. he has, like, a bunch of Wolverine clones working for him. Yeah, he's outrageous. It's hilarious. Like, yeah. once you get into, like, the new Krakoa and stuff like that in Utopia, like, Ooh. things get wild. He's done some evil shit. Like, he used, he used Wolverine. And, like, the thing is, like, for in the current X-Men comics, is, like, you can, like, kill someone and then bring him back to life and, like, refill their memories. But Beast has been using Wolverine, killing him, bringing him back to life, but bringing back some memories up until the point so he doesn't remember the evil deeds that he had him do. Oh, that's cool. So, and then one day, like, Logan finds out and he just goes on a hunt for Beast. And it's just like, that's when Beast is just like, you know what? I don't need this shit. He's like, I got my own clones. <laughs> Fuck my shit. Pick your shit. I'm out. Then, and, um, and I just read that in uh, the current running uh, Wolverine timeline, he's gotten uh ghost rider's powers so ghost rider wolverine is going to be the sickest thing on the planet i, don't know, I feel like it's just overdone like why does he need ghost rider's powers for he's already wolverine true he absolutely does not but now he can go up against other things like like mephisto and shit like that like he can go up against like what a lot more he, supernatural things but that, he doesn't need to yeah but we, like, that's what that's what we have those other heroes for that's that's the, that's my one gripe about this like we don't need that you have other heroes that can handle that yeah and batman should stay his ass on earth anytime they're dealing with apocalypse but 
that doesn't mean he's not there in his fucking bat plane. He's not always there. He's only there when there's like a Justice League call. Exactly. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. That's a Justice League call. Yeah, but they should also be like, hey, Batman, chill. Watch the Watchtower. But no, that's Cyborg's position now. <laughs> not even. That's, that's like two different things. Like when the Justice League goes together, they all go together because Batman is the field commander. Over here, it's just like, it's unnecessary for Logan to have Ghost Rider's powers because he has no need to go up against Mephisto or any of the other supernatural villains. Well, now he can. I'm just saying it's unnecessary. Who knows? Maybe Ghost Rider's in Dispose. And I don't know. They're just tossing those powers around anywhere because at one point they had the Punisher be Ghost Rider and I'm just like... Mm. Yeah. That kind of makes fe- sense though. Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, but he's not really about vengeance. He's more about revenge. That's literally the same dude thing, my guy. Is it? I feel like vengeance and revenge are different. Literally the exact same Maybe, thing. Maybe, I guess. So I guess. I don't know. <laughs> It's different. No, wait, no, because Ghost Rider is not about vengeance. Ghost Rider is about uh, repent and like paying for your crimes. Like that's why that's why he has the whole penance oh, the penance there. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's still referred to as the spirit of vengeance. So mm-hmm. that's what cool. you got to deal with. I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of disappointed. I'm not saying Marvel makes sense, man. I'm just saying Hell it's no. gonna look. Cool. They made Peter Parker evil right now, so I'm I'm. Wait, what? Don't, yeah, don't do my boy like that. Yeah, they're 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 ruining Spider Man right now, people. They're. Yeah completely ruining spider-man They're trying to copy with what dc did with the batman who laughs oh we don't need to do that that's 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 the vibe i'm getting i'm trying to catch up on spider-man stuff but it's like it's it's becoming a chore because i don't i don't like it i'm not a fan of it mm. at this i kind of just want to drop it and just wait wait until it gets better again <laughs> until someone new comes in and writes it or something because like god damn it's like why does marvel hate peter parker and spider-man like why can't you let him be they'll married? never let him be happy <laughs> let him be happy for they'll God's never sense. give him his goddamn flowers. you have miles right here who can be the the relatable character that you want him to be honestly so, come on just let peter retire at this point live his life with mj or something like that and he can just be the mentor to Miles. But here's the thing peter can still be spider-man but he could be part-time spider-man well you know while he's raising his family you know yeah. getting married to mj miles works five days a week and peter will just clean up weekends <laughs> exactly that's that's why is that so hard it's like you have two spider-man who you're trying to compete for the spotlight but it's like no let peter get his happy ending now it's miles's time Miles can be really the relatable Spider-Man. He can be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Why can't you do that? Because he black? <laughs> Maybe. It's it's definitely why. It's just, uh, sorry. I got it. It, it just it, it annoys me. It, it really annoys me what you're doing with Peter Parker. Yeah, it's kind of really ridiculous. Uh, our final topic for here today, and it's one I'm pretty excited about. I don't know about you. Yeah, I like this. It's a good topic. And that is, what's an album that changed your outlook on music? Um, I'll let you go first. <clears throat> I was just about to say, I'll let you go first. Um, there's a few, and in, in the one you have written down is a really good one, too. And I'm going to have to say... Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now just to make sure I have the right ones. Um, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. Uh, Hybrid right. Theory... Uh, was probably one of the first ones that I listened to. It's got like kind of a very anime style on the cover, as well as like all of like a lot of Linkin Park's music videos are really like kind of high concept. So that was the first time I like really saw music that I like kind of discovered on my own and like really connected with a lot of my peers about. And um, that's kind of what set me down like the kind of like rock punk, um, like new rock kind of a 
trajectory that I went down. Like the very first album, like I really loved and listened to was definitely some 41's all killer, no filler, but that was just like something my sister gave me. So like, thank you, Sarah. Um, but right, right. like, that's not the first thing that I like really discovered. This is the first thing that I was like, of the things that I hear around the house, I like this one. I'm going to take what this one and it's mine. But then like Lincoln parks, uh, meteora or high hybrid theory and meteora, um, and then even if you want to go a step further and say Collision Course, the album they did with a crossover with Jay Z, because that also kind of like showed me like some like the classic style like side of hip hop and stuff like that. Because up until then, like the only like rap I knew about was like Eminem and like whatever was playing on B ninety six at the time or something like that. So it's just all I like how you named the only one was. white rapper. That was the first. That was the first album I had. I'm just giving, I'm just giving you. It shit. was the first rap rap album I had. I had to sneak the uh, Marshall Mathers LP into my house inside the cover of like a Spice Girl CD or something stupid like that that my sister had. So uh, yes, that was like the first. That was the first like rap album I had. But um, uh, so Collision Collision Course artists. was just a really cool way to see how you can blend like rock and rap, and so. Lincoln Park has been involved in a lot of my musical taste, apparently. But uh, yeah, I would say it's probably why you love the Transformers now. I don't even like them that much. <laughs> wow, you're the Transformers fan here. I, wow, I'm like they're nice, they're fun, they make okay movies. Mark Wahlberg was in them. <laughs> That's what you're gonna go with. That's all I can think of with those movies: is Shia oh LaBeouf and Mark God. Wahlberg. It's not like I can distinguish a single one of those movies, honestly, at this point. Oh boy, who am I working with here? Uh, but no, that's good. That's good. I think I, I like that. Um, I don't know. Are you done? Do you, do you, you still got more to go? Uh, I don't want to. Like, I'm, I'm just asking because like I feel like you have more albums to talk on. Uh, but I'm not I, sure. I don't have more albums. Sorry. I'm getting calls and texts from the dealership that I'm getting my car from tomorrow. <laughs> so that's why I'm a little distracted at the moment. But Ooh. yeah, getting my new car tomorrow. I'm very excited. What's behind door number one? Uh, door number one is a donkey. Uh, door number two is a Fiat 500, and door number three is my actual car, uh, which I will not say out loud because, in case you don't like me on this podcast, I don't want you to see my car as a target. How will, if you, they don't know what color it is or what your plates are? Exactly, buddy. And I'm <laughs> never gonna know. Oh my god! But um, yeah, those are probably the biggest uh, influences I had, and also, I mean, like I grew up with like a lot of like classic rock fans. Like my dad was a somewhat classic rock fanatic and stuff like that, but also like one of my oldest friends parents were like big rock heads and stuff like that so one of the first big albums i really listened to and got into from like start to back is tommy by the who and i would say that's probably the first like concept album i've ever really heard like the first album that actually followed like one character's point of view the entire time it's like tommy when he's young to tommy when he's old like that whole album is really really good really solid and thank you to uh uh oh my god what is the movie, name of the movie almost famous for uh having that scene where i don't know if i've seen that movie no probably not oh phenomenal or, film i would have to check it maybe i have maybe i haven't um phenomenal film you would know it if you've if you've seen it um philip seymour hoffman's pretty awesome in it um kate hudson's really good in it uh who else is in it there's there's a lot of good people in it but uh zoe Deschanel actually plays the sister in it one of her very early roles when she looks like such a goddamn baby, um, <laughs> which she tells her brother as she's running away from home to listen to Tommy with all the lights out uh, with a lit candle and it'll change your life. And I did that and it did not change my life, but it was a very <laughs> pleasant experience. So I enjoyed it thoroughly. 
Uh, uh, but that's for me, uh, the album that really, like, pretty much changed my look on music and, like, I want to say, yeah, pretty much everything else. Uh, that is, uh, Daft Punk's Discovery album, uh, and its music film, which was Interstellar 555. And it's, I don't know, something about that album just vibes with me. Like, it, its frequency, like, speaks to my soul for some reason. Like, I remember where I was when I first listened to it. And, uh, it was a music video or music film, I should say. I don't know how to portray, how to talk about that because the whole movie is just their album one long music video basically okay solid like of all their tracks it's really good film too though i love it a lot isn't that what like beyonce did with lemonade or something i don't know i don't know (laughs) but um no i know what you mean and they do have a really cool and unique style and i mean if you want to talk about other influential things like the gorillas like they're the only animated band out there uh that's true until hatsune miku (laughs) well that's different is it though Mm. I don't know if it, I really don't know too much about Hatsune Miku. I don't know if it's a person or it's a computer singing. It's a Vocaloid. Oh, well, there you go. But still, that's the same concept, essentially. I don't know. But yeah, but back to Daft Punk. Like, that whole album, I just, I don't know. I, I absolutely loved it. Like, this One More Time, Aerodynamic, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, which also influenced that Kanye song. Yeah, that album is fucking banging. You know, uh, you got Veritas Quo. Whew, it's like anything i i absolutely love that album i just watching watching the movie itself i was just like amazed taking aback. back i was just like i didn't know you could do this with music or like you know i could experience music in this way you can't touch music but music can touch you and i don't know i think like now when i look back and i compare like stuff that i hear to it and i'm like oh this reminds me of daft punk and it's just it's not like you know it's just comparing them or two it's just like for me I'm acknowledging like i it takes me back to this point in time when i heard this album and i'm like that it makes me feel good like I feel like it's a high compliment coming from me, at least. It's funny how Daft Punk has influenced like a lot of people throughout the years, and yet nobody really sounds like Daft Punk. No. Like they 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 stay influential, but also unique, and that's really impressive. I mean, they broke up last year, right? Like they're officially done working together. Yeah, I don't, I would I don't know if this is broken up or they just call time on their music. Okay, I th- I thought they were just like you know what we're done we're not working together anymore that's it that's fine I mean I don't know I mean if they are working or if one of them stops you know or they're both going in different directions I we probably will never know because they'll probably take on different names and we'll we won't know it <laughs> that's true can you tell me what they look like no you can't we've only ever seen their faces like once I think and a couple times I think that was like a magazine way back in the day though yeah, that's probably right but yeah know. they're just two random French dudes I mean and then look at the influence they had like Dead Mouse is just a straight up marshmallow. Just a straight up, like... Yeah, the guy from the band Phoenix, he was the third Daft Punk member before he left. Oh, really? Yeah. He was he was the Spinderella to salt and Pepper. I guess so. Wow. I go, he left before, like, you know, they they made it, like, big, big. Oh, no, he got fifth beat old. Yeah. That's pretty funny. But uh, still a pretty good band, too. But just not on Daft Punk's level. Definitely not on Daft Punk's level, but they're, they're still pretty I mean, pretty come cool. on, these people didn't make a single album for like years and they come out with uh, random X's memories and then they win every single award that you can think of yeah they're outrageous they did the whole Tron Legacy soundtrack which was oh, yeah. sexy as fuck it also speaks to like how much I love their music because all, the only CDs I own are Daft Punk CDs <laughs> well also not a lot of people have CDs anymore because we don't really have too many means to play them with but Mr. Physical Media over here yeah. apparently reserves that right just for Daft Punk 
Well, yeah, country. not just that one because I was uh, the other ones I have are like band that I listened to was Blink One Eighty Two. That's also like yes. one was like big influential. I have all their CDs as well. Yes, take off your pants and jackets. Yeah, uh, um, their self titled Blink One Eighty Two album. Those are the ones that really influenced me a lot, especially during the days when like I would I would be in a band with my brother and like that's the kind of music we were trying to play. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of my friends through high school were trying to be a Blink One Eighty Two style band, which is very funny. But yeah, I mean, they're awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I make no qualms about thinking that their music is uh, transformative or anything like that. I know they just sing about uh, tits and farts and stuff like that for the most part. But fuck, man, if you just want to have a good ass time, throw oh, on yeah. some Blink-182. No, I just, I just love their music. It just it makes me feel of good times, basically. I don't know. It, yeah, reminds, one, it, it reminds me of good times. One of my go-to karaoke songs is Aliens Exist. So I, I'm right there with you. I remember that one time when you saw the Blackhawks game a few years ago, and oh, yeah. like on the ride there and back, we just were blasting nothing <laughs> but like, uh, like classic thousands pop punk hits. It was so fun. So yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you on that one. Yeah, it was. It's just good. It's overall good. Like, I these are two like Discovery, Take Off Your Pants and Jackets, Blink One Eight Two. Those are like albums that I really hold dear. Uh, I don't know. I just love those albums. I, I even on my way here to record, I was listening to Discovery. It's just, it just happens. Like, I just pull up a song and be like, you know what? I want to listen to this again. Nice. And yeah, I feel like it did influence a lot because I think when I first watched it, it was on Toonami. So I got to, you know, shout out to Toonami for even introducing yeah. me to that. Toonami was not, like, I mean, I know we I, we give our flowers to Toonami a whole lot, but like the amount of stuff they did, I we could give them credit endlessly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But for anyone who hasn't listened to the Discovery album, do yourself a favor, go out there and listen to it. I think it's a good it's a good listen. Even the Blink One Eighty Two albums, they're all a good listen. Oh yeah, I think more the their self titled album Blink One Eighty Two is probably one of my favorite ones to listen throughout. There's a lot of bangers on there. Angels and Airwaves that's, uh, actually had a really good album too. Now that we're talking about Blink One Eighty Two members, <laughs> that was a uh, Tom DeLonge's second band. Yeah, third band, second band, second band, and then the other ones did Plus Forty Four, Travis Barker and uh, Mark Hoppus. Yeah. Plus, plus 44, 44 and then they had like boxcar racer or something was it boxcar racer they I had thought two was, they had two different ones yeah i thought that was um uh jack white's other band they probably were together with jack white then i wouldn't be surprised there's a lot of those bands that like i did not realize were like low-key super bands until like later on like them crooked vultures was like dave grohl's backup band and stuff like that and then there was also like a bunch of other like insane musicians on that one Hmm. This is like a band that has like rotating members. It's like a bunch of super band. Like a super it's a super band with rotating members. I don't know. Not so much. I mean like now you kind of get that with some of like the old like like um I'm trying to think of a good example of this one. Uh oh man, I had it and then it just flew out of my head. But like uh Adam Lambert singing with Queen, but then on occasion they'll have other people sing with them and stuff like that. Like there's some some of those that are kind of like legacy kind of super bands essentially. Yeah, no, them Crooked Vultures came together for, like, one album. They played, like, one year of tours, I think. And then, like, I haven't really heard anything from them since. Hmm. And then there's a couple of other bands that did something similar. But no, Boxcar no. Racer was really good. Uh, uh, who who sang Steady As She Goes? I don't, you're asking the wrong person, dude. Uh, it's I thought it was Boxcar Racer, but maybe it was somebody else. I think that might be actually who I'm thinking of. I'm just playing Discovery album in my head right now, to be honest. <laughs> See, I'm jumping all over the place. For a guy who says he doesn't like music very much, I... No, I mean, yeah, because I, I just the Rack and Tours. That's that's uh, what it is. That was Jack Black. That was Jack White's other band. Ah, 
But I think I just wanted to talk about this because I really do love that discovery. I'm just watching that movie. Like, I want to, I've been trying to find, I mean, obviously I bought it and I've been trying to watch it again. I think, you know, get an edible, watch it. It's going to be a <laughs> great experience. Oh, my buddy actually just gave me a bag of edibles. So I do have a lot of edibles to go through. So, yeah, I mean, if for all those out there, you know, let, send us a message. Let us know what album you guys loved. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones out there, man. But aside from that, uh, we actually only have one question today. Oh, what? I just cracked a beer. I thought we were going to be here for a while. <laughs> no, Crap. we only got one question. All right, chocolate log, baby. Uh, that question is... Um, yes, I'll marry f- you, Kev. What? Yes, I'll marry you. I knew this was an elaborate setup. Uh, the question is coming from Mabel. She's asking, uh, for a video, do you guys have anything special planned? Second, I guess, I don't know if she means like segment-wise or are we just going to follow the usual i mean you get to see cuddy's face there's nothing more special than that <laughs> i'm gonna cover my face <laughs> he's gonna cover his face never mind folks nothing at all special uh we could definitely do um something special uh hell if it goes well we can do other things we'll, we'll put together a patreon if you want to see some behind the scenes stuff i'll show you my <laughs> exact like cocktail making procedure and everything like that um uh, so, yeah aside from that you know i have like figures to unbox and i'll review show you all the little steps here and there these know. recordings are about to get really long aren't they maybe just the videos or maybe i'll film the figure portion beforehand and just edit it at the end that's fair too or we could just do separate ones yeah. like i said we, who knows if you guys like us we'll do a patreon we'll do something on the side if you want to do uh special members yeah. only content kevin something will, like kevin that. will strip start his only fan screen what no what but yeah, aside from that, uh, we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. Please make sure to follow us over at Divergence 64 on all platforms. And as always, remember to have yourselves a damn good one. Later, losers. <laughs>